You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 109. Hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. And in this quick and laser-focused episode, we're going to be talking about how the PMO can generate more strategic value for an organization. You'll learn why the PMO is the best and really only part of the organization that can truly help business leaders make the best decisions about the right projects to be working on, ensure they're doing them in the right order and happening in the right way to help the organization achieve the highest possible return on investment. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit. It's back and better than ever. The PMO Impact Summit is the longest running free virtual event to support PMO leaders and those that work in PMOs and projects to help them make a bigger impact in their organizations, within their teams, and on every project that they deliver, while also building critical professional skills necessary to thrive both now and in the future. We are bringing top-notch thought leaders from around the world to share their best insights and techniques to help you fully unleash the power and potential of project management and the PMO to deliver not just outputs, but high impact outcomes on every project. This year, we're also including live workshops, live stream Q&A sessions with our thought leaders, and even more goodies, games, prizes, and everything you need to become an impact driver in your organization. Make sure you register today so that you can join us for all of the pre-event activities at pmoimpactsummit.com. Okay, let's dive in. Now, in today's episode, I have with me returning PMO Impact Summit speaker, Wolfram Mueller. Wolfram is dedicated to speed for projects and all changes in organizations. He has experience with over 500 agile projects, classic projects in IT, in mechanical and electronic engineering, and so many other industries. The main theme in all of the work that he does is flow. How do you bring organizations to a hyper productive state? He's also the author of many books that if I were to summarize are all about accelerating impact and doing more with less in organizations. And he's a very well-known speaker and has inspired quite a few companies to do more with less in a very short period of time. The stories he can tell are fantastic. And in the upcoming PMO Impact Summit, which he's going to share a sneak peek as to what he's going to be covering today, He's also giving away his book, Management 4.0, which has been specially designed specifically for the PMO Impact Summit. You will not want to miss his session, the awesome action-taking resource and book he's giving away at the summit, and so much more. So with all of that said, Wolfram, thank you so much for being here today for this episode. I am so excited to dive into this really important topic about how PMOs can make a bigger impact in their organizations. Thank you for being here. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. So let's just dive into it because I really want to get to the heart of 
how we can generate more value, more strategic value as a PMO. As you know, I'm always talking to this community about what I believe the reason for the PMO's existence is all about driving a higher return on investment for the organization's strategy as quickly as possible. And I've had conversations with our shared dear friend, Mike Hannon, co-author yes. of one of your books. We debate <laughs> about this over glasses of wine for years, always talking about that and how important it is to shift the mindset and pivot the way PMO leaders think about their role. So I really want to dive in with you because you've done some really great work in this space across all of the different books you've written and the content that you've covered. And you did a really cool session for our PMO Impact Summit on OKR specifically. So I know we're going to touch on that a bit, but can you talk just generally speaking to set the stage, how do you see the role of the PMO and what can be done to generate more strategic value and position the PMO to be thought of as a value engine, right? As an impact engine. Okay. So in the end, it's, it's extremely simple. <laughs> so if you want to increase the value for the company, it's all about return on investment, return value, generating value. And it's very simple doing the right things and the things right. Very simple. So, right. and in my past, I had the chance to work with top C levels of an internet service provider. And it was exactly like this. We met every week, the marketing director, the product manager, the technology guy, that were the board members and me. Right. <laughs> I was not a board member. I was the leader of the PMO. So that just shows you how important the PMO is because the PMO is the only function in a company that knows about all initiatives that are running mm -hmm. about the capacities that the teams have. Mm -hmm. And they are the only one who can identify the real constraint of the company. So that is the TOC, theory of constraint stuff. So there is no other function that really can tell the board members what can be done, what is the limit, where's your constraint and guide them through the process to define very good initiatives. Right. So it's the only function able to do that. No one else can. Right. And that's actually something that I spent a lot of time talking to this audience about when COVID-19 became a global pandemic. I said, listen, PMO leaders, this is your a golden opportunity because business leaders are asking all the questions you have answers to, right? Like what initiative should we focus on? What if we have to put people in different roles? What if we have to let people go? What if we have to transition to home? How do we get all this work done? And what? how do we make sure that we're working on the right initiatives with the right time based on all of this change that was happening, this chaos that was happening around us. And a lot of PMO leaders were saying, well, how do I keep working on adding more templates, tools, and process? And I kept saying, stop, don't. It's not about continuous improvement right now. It's about addressing a big business need right now, today. And you are the only ones that have the keys to the information they need to make these educated, informed decisions. And I think you're so right with that, that I don't think PMO leaders really understand how critical they are to their business success, but they got to be thinking about it the right way, right? And it's mindset, of course. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, very often PMO leaders are hired to 
get the stuff done or something like that or reduce costs or implement processes or stuff like this but that's not the business case of a PMO. The business right. case is really, I make it clear once again, if you try to organize everything in a company, it's a very, very complex situation. And the theory of constraints says the more complex a system is, the harder is the one constraint that rules them all and holds it together. So the difference is from stepping, from trying to organize everything to really identify the constraint and I told you I was every week with the board members and I had a complete overview about all projects when they are in the constraint. Just a list in the constraint, not all the others, just right. the constraint. And what you said is if you have this overview, it's very easy to answer all your questions right. out of the pocket. And I right. had it printed out. So the, the board member said, oh, we need to do project Y and Z. When can we do this? And I just looked into the list and, and I could answer everything. Huh? Or where should we move? Uh, what initiatives are very interesting for the company? You can answer everything out of the pocket if you know about the constraint. And then the second part comes, okay, what are the good initiatives? <laughs> right. Right. How do you know which ones are the right ones to be spending your time and energy on? Yeah, how, can, how can PMO leaders become more... Uh, business focused and become more of a strategic business partner where they're helping to guide those conversations around which projects are the right projects to be working on. So can we talk about that a little bit? Um, uh, very shortly. And, and there's a, a second pitfall. Most of the how to get good initiatives are bound to hierarchy and goals. So you have the idea to earn money, then you give marketing a goal to make more leads. You give sales a goal, make more orders or build innovations or stuff like this. And everything, everyone is doing his goals for his own. Huh? Mm -hmm. And that's not working in the, in, in the current world anymore. So right. the most important thing is you have to adjust all the goals of all departments so they fit together and increase the value flow. And a lot of people have are absolutely afraid of this talking to all the others it, it seems so complex and there this okr framework comes into the game it's an innovation from the tech companies they are using it widely and it's every quarter or year talking for a week everyone shows his goals his objectives and how he wants to reach it the results he needs for achieving this and you're really like on a marketplace you're talking about all the stuff and finding the ones, and that's the interesting part, find the objectives that are really increasing the value flow. And therefore you, you very often have to talk to your neighbor department and, yeah. and find common goals. So the most interesting part is common goals. And again, the constraint is the key in all this. So you can do OKR very good if you know your constraint. And that's my reason why I say, if you want to do OKR, the best place is a PMO to govern this because the PMO already knows about all the initiatives, about the capacity, all the stuff, about the constraint. He provides all the transparency to, to do the stuff, to decide. And on the other side, you have a powerful framework to generate very, very well suited initiatives 
that mm -hmm. leads to good results, leads to objectives. Uh, therefore, I think it's very important to put this together and take the chance as a PMO to really focus on generating value at maximum. Right, right. So for those that are listening, they're not familiar with OKRs. Can you tell us a little bit about how it's become so popular, who's doing it these days? And for those listening, objectives and key results, that's what OKRs stand for if you're new to this, but it's becoming a buzz term in the industry because a lot of big tech companies, a lot of big players are using this to change how they set the goals and achieve the goals in their organization. Who are some examples of organizations that are doing this? Uh, I, I think one of the first was, of course, Google, <laughs> yeah. uh, but also Netflix, Spotify. You can uh, look at nearly every tech giant who's using it. So mm -hmm. it's very widely spread. And I really think a lot of the success of these is bound to not using a method. That's not the key, mm -hmm. but focusing on value and discussing how you really can contribute to value. Mm -hmm. This discussion and holistic negotiation of goals, that is the key. Well, and it's funny because what you said there, I think, is just so fundamental, but something that we really struggle with. And you and I were chatting about multitasking before we started this, which is focus. And as you know, this year's PMO Impact Summit is all about the impact driver mindset. And the first step, the I in impact is focus and still focus. Absolutely. And I think that's probably why these companies are having such big success with it is because they're creating focus and people are getting really aligned right from the start in focusing on what are our objectives and how are we going to measure that we are achieving those objectives. And it doesn't have to be super complicated. I think the reason okay. it works is because it's simple. And I think that you're drawing a really interesting parallel here, which I think is brilliant, which is that these objectives and key results, how do you achieve your objectives? Most of the time that's through projects. And how do we make sure that those projects deliver the most value? Well, that's why we have to, as a PMO, make sure that all these projects are aligned with those objectives and the results, the measures, how we're measuring, not just the outputs we're creating, but the outcomes we're helping the organization achieve. That's what's so big here that I think a lot of business leaders want from their PMO. And I think that's what we need to be talking about as PMO leaders is how we insert ourselves in the process by showing our value to drive getting these results. Yes, I fully comply. <laughs> Perfect summary. <laughs> so now it's all up to come to my session and get more details. That's right. We want everyone that's listening here that's interested in figuring out how you as a PMO can generate more strategic value for the organization, show your value to come to Wolfram's session at the PMO Impact Summit. It is 100% free to participate in his session. And he's got some really significant giveaways. He's giving all of the attendees that participate action taking resources, an entire book. Can you talk about the book that you're giving away and why that's going to be so life-changing for all of the PMO leaders that are participating? At least it was life-changing for us. We, we, we wrote it in an agile way. Yeah. We were 10 experts and we needed three years or something like that. Right. The interesting part of this book, it's not a blah, blah, blah book. Do this and everything's getting right. right. It's a real book about the physics, the psychology behind 
about the drivers, the deep drivers. Why is working something? It's not an easy read. It's not a hard read. It's neither, but it's a different read because it's really about understanding. It's 300 pages. Everything is covered from agile to critical chain to UC mindsets, viable system model, self-organizing, self-organizing changes. So it's a big, big, big source of ideas. It's a good overview what keeps the agile PMO world together. Yeah, and that's the thing is I think people think, well, if we are defining our PMO, it's got to be defined by one particular approach or the other. And well, we do waterfall projects, so we can't be an agile PMO or something like that. And I think that's all nonsense because here's the thing. It's more about agility and uh, driving agility through all the changes that we're creating. And for those of you that have been doing projects for a long time in a waterfall way, let me just tell you, you have no idea how much agile you've already been doing. Yes, because... yes. thank you. You're saying like, like the fl- people are saying, well, oh, we can't be agile, please. Every, it, okay, remember release one of your waterfall project, then release two, then release three. That was agile, silly. Remember how you went back and forth with the business multiple times in your development process and you go and check with them and then they'd look at something and testing and then you'd have to go back and fix it. That was agile. It's all about iterations and it's all about applying a nimble framework to delivering on the project outcomes, not just outputs. And that's one thing that I love about the agile approach is that it's actually common sense, right? And a lot of what we see in Agile is really about common sense and putting that common sense into common practice, as my best friend often says. And so what we're trying to do here is not something new, scary, or different. And that's why I love this Management 4.0 book and helping to make sure that people understand that the application of Agile and becoming more Agile as a PMO is really about shifting the way you think about delivering the work that you're doing and making sure that that work is aligned with the organization's strategy and achieving that ROI. That is such a big, important part of this that I think a lot of PMO leaders haven't focused on. And Wolfram, you'll hear them say, well, we don't measure ROI. We're an internal PMO. And I always tell them, Wolfram, your boss does. Trust me. Your C-suite is talking about ROI. Whether you're in the government, you're in a nonprofit, you're in commercial, they're all talking about it. And we need to be too if we want to earn our seat at the table. Perfect. Don't forget to register today for free for the PMO Impact Summit main event from September 20th through the 24th. And you can also upgrade your experience and attend one of our high impact workshops or grab the whole collection of bonuses, presentations, and additional resources from our fabulous thought leaders at PMOImpactSummit.com. Register today and I'll see you inside the app and community. All right. Well, thank you so much, Wolfram, for being here today. I really appreciate you. For all of you listening, you definitely want to check out his session about OKRs and why the PMO should be involved in OKRs and how the PMO can help drive greater organizational strategy impact using the OKR process. Thank you for being here today, Wolfram. Thank you for the chance talking with you. I always love it. Absolutely. You're such a pleasure. All right, Impact Drivers, that's it for today's session. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. 